This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Got the terrible towel in here. here We're we waving go. this bad boy. Steelers. The Steelers are in go. the playoffs with Mason Rudolph at the helm going 3-0 and down the stretch just like everybody predicted. We're joined right now and for the remainder of the show by Mark Caballi of The Athletic. The fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and heating and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. We have so much to get into over the course of the next two hours, but Caballi you got to tell us about what happened to you in this car rental service. Oh, I, you, you were telling folks on Twitter about how bad your day was yesterday. You're blowing us up via text. I didn't want to get all the details. What the hell happened to you, man? Well, what day are we talking about? <laughs> the, the drive there when it was an absolute crazy snowstorm and it took me six hours to get to Baltimore. Did you drive by yourself or did you have a team with no, you? No, I drove by myself. Okay. And it was awful. There was wrecks every 20 feet. And it was really, really awful from, I want to say, Somerset to Hagerstown. It was just not fun. So you get there, and you know, it, what's even better is I get parked like two miles away, right? So I have to walk to the press box in the driving rain. I don't have, oh. I don't have an umbrella <laughs> because it's a, it's, a rental, it's a rental car. I yeah. am just soaked. I'm just like dripping. I'm like a, well... I'm just wondering why you needed to rent a car to drive to Baltimore. That's exactly you, you, what I was wondering. Have you yeah. seen my car? I have seen your okay. car. I, I'm just I'm just wondering why you would even have a car if you don't think you can take that car the four hours why would to you, Baltimore. Why would you hitch a ride with somebody? Or do that, ride with DeFabo or something? I was going to ride with – I usually ride with somebody, but uh, I didn't feel like it. You know, I like to ride at my own leisure and my sure. own pace. Because uh, I tend to get out of the car every hour or so because my uh, foot hurts. So I, you know, just hand down there relatively. You know, I would have a new car, but, you know, I'm not the fan morning show host. That's true. So. That's true. I got my nice Bowser out there. I would have taken that to Baltimore and back just for fun before going right back out there and doing the game. So you got screwed with the rental car on the way home, No, no, on the rental car on the way home. I uh, get to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm tired. I go to sleep, wake up, try to start the car. I'm like, I get out of here early, get out of here. I'm in Frederick, 7.30 a.m., get back for that Titans game, go to start the car, and it's... Ugh. I'm like, what, what's going on here? 
So I'm just miserable. I call the Enterprise. They send out a AAA guy. It takes him three hours to come here to jump the car. As I'm jumping the car, some old lady drives back and goes, Is your battery dead? I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, because the alarm was going off all night. (laughs) It was beeping and beeping. And by the time this morning, it was just going. And I'm like, what kind of car has an alarm that beeps the entire night? Right. It doesn't shut off. Also, how do you not hear that? Well, me. I was on the other side of the building, Mm -hmm. and it was 1230. They didn't know my car. I was out. Um, So that's what happened. Miserable. Three hours. Don't you have to put down what type of car you have whenever you check into a hotel if you do drive? Not when you go to the Fairfield Inn in no. Frederick, Maryland. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it was kind of miserable. So and- they probably, all night long, you know the employees are bitch moaning, complaining, but there's nothing they can do because they don't know whose damn car heard- it is. You go knock on everyone's door. Have you ever heard that? I thought it only beeps for like five minutes and then shuts off. That's what I thought. That's no. what my car does. Nope, nope, not this sucker. Boy. So uh, and that was awful. When I get out there and the AAA guy, as he calls me, by the time I get down there, he's sleeping in his truck. I had to go knock on his window. He's like, oh, I was sleeping. Then he goes, what, what are you doing down here? I'm, oh, I was at the game. What game? Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, the Steelers, Ravens. Who won? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, this uh, guy, he doesn't know. He doesn't know Jack from his hole in the ground. Nothing. So you know, things like this tend to happen to me. Well, you should just drive your own car next time. I'm sure you're thrilled about Buffalo. You don't have to fly to Kansas oh, City. I'm thrilled. Drive your own damn car to Buffalo. You can I borrow my. Not- you want to borrow my car? You can take my car to Buffalo. Crowley, I, I am Crowley not, gift. I am not um, driving my car to Buffalo because you know my. Here's another one. I get to the rent a car place where I have my beater, and the back right tire got about three pounds of air pressure in it. So I'm barely making the sheets in time and putting in like 160 pounds of pressure just to get me home. Now I got to go to the old tire store right now to get a new tire or something. So it's He's just miserable. He I'm just miserable. And we've gone, I'm too, like Eeyore. we've gone too long with <laughs> What's this What's going too? on? It's awful. Fan hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. 412-928-9370. Even though we've got Kabali here, we'll still be taking calls all morning long. All right, let's start right here, Mark. There's no chance it's Kenny Pickett on Sunday, correct? No. Okay, very good. Okay, can we move on? Yeah, we can move on okay. from that because I don't, I don't, I think that's as much thought that, as Mike Tomlin should put in. You know it. what? Put it this way: if Mike Tomlin comes out tomorrow and says we're starting Kenny Pickett, I am grabbing Pony and pushing him out of the way of the Fire Mike Tomlin Brigade, and I'll be leading the You're way. You're getting right in line, top, top front, of the line. Front, bro. Wow, like Sidney Crosby at the DMV, just straight to the front of the line. Could you imagine what this city would do? If Kenny Pickett starts the game on Sunday, you're not going to have a single soul that you talk to on the streets that wouldn't say Mike Tomlin needs to go. Unless they have H2P in their bio and Twitter. Well, (laughs) that's the reason why I asked the question is because Mike Tomlin has not always made the right quarterback call, as evidenced by Mitch Trubisky getting snaps in games that matter for the Steelers this year. And then the other thing is this, on a couple of different broadcasts this weekend, you had reporters say that in their conversations with Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin referred to Kenny Pickett as this team's starting quarterback. Yeah, I just don't think he wants to stir it up right now. That is kind of stirring it up. You just need to say nothing. Well, you know, if Mike Tomlin wanted to go back to Kenny Pickett, he could have went back to him in Seattle, right? Right. Uh So if you're at that point, 
and he wins that game, then he gets you to the playoffs with another pretty, pretty decent game in Baltimore. You have no choice. There is no choice. They, he probably didn't even give it a second thought. You have to, not only because he's playing well, but just because imagine, Doran, if you're in that locker room and this guy's led you to three wins in the playoffs, and you're like, hey, by the way, um, he's benched now. Yeah, no. Nah. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah, what, whoa, what, what are we doing here? Well, we played after – we played earlier in the show Mason Rudolph's comments from following the game where he credited George Pickens for being a trooper, really. I'm paraphrasing, but by yeah, hanging he, in the fight. And he talked afterwards too, George. How yeah, George that? Pickens did talk afterwards. If he had zero targets in receptions in yards in a game that Kenny Pickett started – he would not be acting the same way. He would go right back to being the guy that he was before, I think. Because it w- he knows that if it's there, Mason's going to give him an opportunity. I don't think he knew that with Kenny Pickett. Especially on the third downs. I'm starting to absolutely love these third and shorts. Uh, who cares if it's the first down? It's our chance to take a shot. Yep. And I think George knows that as well. It just happened to be they took him away. Plus, the weather wasn't the greatest. And they were trying to throw some underneath stuff. And... One thing I thought about George is, is we never questioned his ability, but after seeing that play, that it was a decisive play in that Tennessee game where Calvin Ridley had that ball. Off the yes. top, I, I First thing I said is 1 million percent George Pickens makes that catch. Yeah, he probably lays out for it. It's just like you take it for granted potentially, and Calvin Ridley is a really good wide receiver, but I saw that and I'm like, George makes that play. You know so. who doesn't is Deontay Johnson. He had that ball drop like two feet in front. Well, tell me from the from your vantage point, being there, yeah, that looked like a catchable ball. I'm not questioning Deontay's effort. I want to make that clear, but uh, something weird happened there. I thought that was a nice ball from Mason, actually. Yeah, at least he could have put his hands out, but I think he was trying to create separation. And when he got created, created, tried to create separation by slowing down a little bit, he might have got caught up into something and didn't look. That was. At first, I'm thinking that's not a good throw. Then you look at it, and it was a pretty good throw. Mm-hmm. Adding circumstance, adding the elements, how do you think Mason played Sunday? I think he had to do what he did. I mean, he did what he had to do because that, that weather was just awful. I mean, you probably could tell on TV, but you probably really oh, the couldn't t- the tell. T- the TV, you, they, they needed to wipe the camera. Don't like, get you me couldn't started. See. You, could, yeah. you could barely see the game. It was all foggy, and then there would be you know raindrops on the camera, yeah. on the lens. It was, not, it was not good. And Plus, when you were running the ball that well – you're not. You're just trying not to screw things up at that point. Take your shots. I think if the weather was better, he would have been able to take some more shots and more throws down the field. So, I think that had a lot to do with. But he did what he had to do. He made the one throw that changed the outcome of the game, and it was just once again on target in order for Deontay to catch and run and not stop. And you know how close these teams are. That's all it takes. Mark, I mean, a play like that changes the outcome of the game. You wrote in the Athletic that the Steelers have become this playoff team, the team that they are now because of Smash Mouth football. And I'll disagree with you, j- just just for this reason: they're smashing mouths the same way they smashed mouths at the end of last year. Now, last year they went seven and two down the stretch. I think they averaged 146 rushing yards per game. And they won games, but I never thought that if they got in the playoffs, they'd have a chance to win. They smashed them mouths. They're smashing those mouths now. The difference is they are turning that into something. That they're able to run the ball effectively really whenever they want to. And enough with these pitches to the outside with Najee Harris, for God's sakes. They're running the ball really, really well. And they have been since Project Jones was inserted into the lineup. Over 140 rushing yards per game. 
The difference is, for me, now with Mason, they're making good on the running game. Yeah. They're taking shots. They're having, what is it, eight plays of 34 or more yards with Mason in there? They didn't do that down the stretch last year. Yeah, I think it's a little unfair to compare that because last year at that point, they asked Kenny to do different stuff. Mm -hmm. They didn't ask him to do that. It doesn't mean he couldn't do it, but they've asked him not to screw up and win it in the fourth. Here they're just telling Mason, or, or Mason's doing it on his own accord, of, hey, if it's in the second quarter and you need to take a shot, you take a shot. So I understand what you're saying about that, but I still think they're running the ball a little bit better. I think they're pushing people off the ball a little better. And how we were making fun of, you know, maybe some of these free agent guys. Man, that Samalu draft pick is looking like an absolute stud beast pick right there. He's knocking people over. Uh, Dan Moore can play a little bit better. But what I've noticed over those past three games is just the push. I rarely see them getting pushed in the back and I mean back in the backfield anymore. And when you're able to push guys three, four, five yards down the field, Najee and Warren's good enough to do what they've been doing. As long as you keep doing that and Mason takes his shots, you have a chance to beat anybody, in my opinion. Well, I think it's going to come down to the defense. I think when they ultimately lose, we're going to say, well, they were just they just got outscored. Didn't have enough. Yeah. Didn't have enough, or you think that I it's going to be schematic? No, I just think they're just going to run out of talent. Yeah. They're, they're going to have more talent. The other team's going to have more talent on offense than you have on defense. Well, well, whenever we come back, I do want to ask you, you know, why the offensive line has been playing a lot better and what that has to do with. Yeah, we'll get to that coming up next. Do they have a chance in Buffalo? We'll take a real early look at Sunday's game with Mark Caboli coming up next. Uh, you can... Check us out on the text line brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> Don't do that ever again, please. Oh, Caboli goaded me and do it. <laughs> yes, I did. He knew all he needed to do was make the suggestion, and then I would do it. Wow! Uh. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia. Peters Township is them at SouthHillsKia.net. We have some breaking news already this morning. Bill Belichick has put the ball totally in Robert Kraft's court, saying he's still under contract. He's trying to make the team better for next year. And now you have the first firing. Well, actually, the second firing now of Black Monday, as they call it. The Panthers have fired general manager Scott Fitterer. We also know that Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons has been fired. And now, as I talk, there's more breaking news. And head coach Ron Rivera has been relieved of his duties. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of that today. Not having that in Pittsburgh. Got a playoff game to prepare for. Any surprises yet? I don't think so. What about, what about that Arthur Smith interaction with Dennis Allen? Did you hear the? Did you hear why? Because mm -hmm. he ran I mean, the score. It almost reminds me of Rudy when they, you know, we got to get him the ball back. How's he going to play defense? 
He I, ran his own play. I think it's a bad look to be in victory formation and trying to score. <laughs> like, it's a trick play. Everyone thinks a kneel down's coming and you give the guy the ball. Like, that is ridiculous to me. But it's also hilarious. Arthur Smith went 7-10 and and then 7-10 and and then 7-10. and That's not a surprise. Washington went 4-13 and this year. That's not a surprise. And David Tepper's throwing drinks on fans. Everyone's getting fired. So this one's not a surprise either. We'll see what else comes out throughout the day. I mean, with the Washington Commanders one, I mean, that's where you keep an eye on Eric Bieniemy. see what happens with him. Obviously, whenever a head coach gets fired, it's usually the whole entire staff. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is even going to be a candidate to be the next head coach for the Commanders, but I would keep my eye on Eric Bieniemy for the Steelers' offensive coordinator job. Well, I think there's two reasons to keep an eye on that, because one of the pregame shows yesterday was talking about Mike Tomlin maybe taking some time off after the season. Uh, yeah. And then go down, we're going to go down this path. I'm just saying and I think it was Schefter and then the the potential landing spot he threw out there was Washington. Well, let me tell you something about this Tomlin Schefter thingy. Mhm. Um Mike Tomlin's in the final year of his deal. That's correct. Adam Schefter's tight with agents. Mhm. Do you possibly think his agent says, "Hey, uh, why don't you float this out here so Mike can maybe Get some leverage in these uh, negotiations in yeah, the offseason. That's exactly what it is. Okay, but he that... ain't giving up. He ain't leaving. He ain't quitting. He ain't going nowhere. He just wants more cash. If he is going somewhere, Washington would make sense, though, correct? No. He ain't going anywhere. It's home. If anywhere, yeah. He's yeah. Not going Thank anywhere. you, Doran, for He's playing the game. If, anywhere, if he was going anywhere, he would. That Washington would make a lot of sense. It was. Yeah. It was all. It, it's all because he has his contracts coming up, and he's what the. Fifth, sixth highest paid coach. Yeah, no, I I, under, should be I, under, I understand what you're saying. I'm also saying Washington is one of those firings just to keep an eye on because that could be if Tomlin left one of the destinations. This, Schefter also mentioned L.A. because Tomlin's wife likes would, L.A. Would you? Want, I'm just passing along. Would information. you want be enemy just because he's is he a quarterback friendly? offensive coordinator i know he did stuff in mahomes but was that more reed and it's more running game ban me's running back by you know. i know those guys can't catch the ball in kansas city right now but i'm i'm saying i think the enemy not being there has something to do with the way that they've played offensively he ain't there their well, offense well, ain't close saying, to what do it's you been. want a quarterback friendly specific coordinator i want a coordinator that calls plays that wind up in the end zone. I want you. you want, I want to. I want to see a coordinator that has the uh, awareness to call plays in certain points of the field in certain situations that make sense to have a rhyme or reason or a rhythm coordinator that it makes sense why they're doing certain things and it makes sense for the offense too to understand why they're doing certain things. I don't know if the actual quarterback friendly. Like I mean, yeah, I guess if you're gonna pick from a pot. You want the quarterback friendly that could develop Kenny Pickett um, or whoever it is, Mason Rudolph, whoever, if they draft somebody. But really, at the end of the day, I think that they are missing with Matt Canada, him just calling plays just to call plays and not having a rhyme or reason. Right. The, the Kevin O'Connors, the Sean McVays, the Matt LaFleurs, you don't need that in your eyes. Um, why I, think, did, I, I think they do well with what I'm saying. The Stefanskis. Why does the enemy well. not fit that mold, in your opinion? I don't know. I mean, he's a running back by... By nature, right? He's played in the league for a bunch of years as a running back. I was I would assume, obviously, that Andy Reid had more to do with the passing game in Kansas City and maybe be enemy more with the running game. I don't know. 
Fan Morning Show Twitter poll is brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick, home Good improvement, answer. trustpj.com. What grade do you give Mike Tomlin for the regular season? A, B, C, or D? I threw D out there because, well, D. there's there's four options. I would not give him a D. We'll get your answer on that coming up momentarily, Mark. But Doran had a question about the offensive line at the end of last segment. What do you make of the offensive line? Why has the offensive line gained the traction now in the last few weeks, whereas early in the year they couldn't run the ball to save their life? Well, success, first of all. They've had some success early, which breeds confidence. But I think it's really simple. I mean, I think teams aren't packing the box because they're afraid Mason might be able to beat them down the field a little bit. And why are they being so physical is what I want to know. I mean, nobody seems to have an answer for that. I keep asking. They're like, oh, we're just playing to the whistle. Like, okay, well, I think you always be playing in a whistle. Well, I think it's twofold, though. I, I think it's the Mason thing. Like, it's a lot easier to look physical when there's not an extra hat in the box. Like, I think it's pretty simple. And I do think Najee Harris is running harder than he ever has in his Steelers career. There have been a couple of games where you could point to and go, oh, Najee really ran hard that day. Like, the game last year against Baltimore, the penultimate game of the season, he ran his ass off. the Rams game, he ran hard. Too, he right? did. Yes, he did run hard in the Rams game. But in his career, it hasn't been like that every week. It has the last few. As, as a professional football player, you could either treat it as a job or you could treat it as we're going to win and win a championship or win and go to the playoffs and have a winning culture. And I think really what's going on is that this offensive line just believes in what they're doing and believes. The, believes. Com- the confidence. You have a yeah. little bit of confidence. They You're like, believe. okay, we can do this. We can do this now because we're able to move the ball. We can run the ball. Nobody's going to stop us. We can get to that second level. Um, we don't have to deal with the nine guys in the box, so let's go and knock knock their socks off. I mean, obviously their 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 walls their their backs were against the walls here too. They had no choice three weeks ago. It was, and I'm pretty sure that they gave them an ultimate, not an ultimatum, but said, "Hey, you guys got to get out there and get this thing done, or we're gonna lose." How many times has Mason said over the last couple of weeks, "We're gonna ride the wave of our bigs"? And that's straight from Mike Tomlin's mouth. It's almost yeah. like Mike Tomlin's got his hand up his backside, operating him like a puppet. Let's go to Angela in Beachview. We got to hear from her on a Steelers playoff victory Monday. Angela, hello. Hey, I understand everybody being excited, but Yins may be not so much on that uh, Super Bowl music. You know, like we did back in the 90s, Stan Humphreys came in here and whipped our rear ends because we overlooked him. No, this is you a know? positive Monday, Angela. Give us the okay, positivity. I'm sorry. So, 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 so sorry. Well, you know what? For a while there during the game, it looked they were like they were playing not to lose instead of playing to win. I understand the caution because of the weather, but we ended up triumphing in the end. Um, as far as Buffalo, of course, got to keep an eye on Allen and Cook. We cannot underestimate Stephon Diggs. And the O-line, what did they end up? About 20th in the league and their D-line about 10th. So um, I think we uh, got to win the battle of the trenches. Thank you, Angela. It's going to be much the same. It's going to be run the ball. Buffalo's not a very good run-stopping team. Yep. Bad weather. It's going to be the same formula. I mean, you could probably throw the same scheme, the same game plan for the last three weeks offensively. Yeah, run the ball, keep it for like 38 minutes, take your calculated shots down the field. I think you're probably going to have to score in the mid-20s, which I think is a capability that this team has that they otherwise didn't until Mason Rudolph got in there. So let's let's go there next. Like, how realistic a shot of beating the Bills does Mark Caboli think there is? 
We'll get to that coming up next. You can text us. You can call us, 412-928-9370. The text line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Crowley's not here, of course. Does this like He does this like once a day now, Callis. You know, sometimes hey, I blame myself because we come back a little bit early, but it's it's 837. I mean, yeah. Did, did you just take the football to the bathroom with you? No, I was talking to our intrepid boss, Craig Riley. Does he, <laughs> does he know you were uh, late getting back? Well, he will now. <laughs> Can't hide from it now. We are live on the air. I was telling him, like, we kind of been all over the map today, right? I, I feel like we've talked about everything all at once. We're taking calls. It's sort of an open phone kind of day at 412-928-9370. The Steelers are in the playoffs. What's it mean for now? What's it mean for the future? We'll get into the future a little bit with Mark Caballi, who joins us until 10 o'clock. I'm out of breath a little bit now, sprinting down the hallway <laughs> with that football. But how how realistic a chance do you do you give them of going into Buffalo and winning a playoff game? Like, Give me a percentage chance so we can put it on a graphic and shoot it out for the people. But they go into Buffalo and win this game coming up on Sunday. I like it, man. I'm looking at 75% chance. What? I'd, I'd winning take, the game? I'd take in that nine, nine and a half points and run with it. Hey, okay, but what about winning, winning, happy? The, winning the game? Winning the well, game. okay, first of all, I'm, I'll give you all a favor. Just go and lay some cash on the, the Steelers. Take those points. You'll guarantee win. But they're going to – I think they have a legit shot of winning this game to go up there. I mean – it's not like it's the Buffalo of two years ago or was that last year or was it two years ago when, when they just absolutely boat raced them. You know, that's not the same. Kenny Pickett's first career road It's not start. the same team. Now you have a guy like Joey Porter Jr. who can match up with a Stephon Diggs, right? You have a guy like Herbig who can fill in potentially for what? With the Highsmith, they're not going to be, you know, it's not going to be terrible loss. It's going to be a loss, of course. And I just love the way they're running the ball and making the big play. I don't see anything changing in that regards whatsoever. And I think they'll make them one-dimensional. And unless Josh Allen goes off and has a 600-yard, seven-touchdown game and runs four touchdowns, I think they can win this game. Do you think they have a better chance against Buffalo, or did you would you rather them go to Kansas City? I didn't want to go to Kansas City, but no, not you. I, I, yeah, honestly, you out, of the, out of the three, I thought out of the three. Out of the three, I thought Miami would be the toughest one, for mm-hmm. me, just because of the speed. If Mostert was back, if Waddle was back, A Chain is so good. Yes, my I, God. I think they would they would have struggled the most there. I haven't been a Kansas City fan since week one this year because something was just different. But you go out there to Kansas City, that's a very very difficult place to play. It was going to be negative ten or whatever it's going to be. It's not conducive of making some of those plays. So I think the best matchup would be Buffalo, yes. I, I like the matchup with McDermott. Like, I think McDermott's a good coach, but I'll take my chances against a guy that's under five hundred in the playoffs over an Andy Reid or even a Mike McDaniel who I think can scheme some stuff up like you're talking about, Mark. I'll take my I'll take my swings at McDermott. What is wild to me is that you're giving them a seventy five percent chance of beating the Bills. They don't have T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. What I do think should not be overlooked by Steelers fans because of the trickle-down effect is this. You get KZ and Minka back. We expect Minka back, correct? I expect, I'm, I'm always expect Minka back, but he never comes back. So you so expected him last week. He was questionable. I think that's trending on him playing this week. 
those two guys getting their positions back, the trickle-down is now such that we even saw Baltimore, they were able to take advantage from time to time in the middle of the field. Well, now all of a sudden, maybe Eric Rowe comes in and is a nickel linebacker and can match up. And now you don't have to rely on the Miles Jacks of the world, even though I think he's been pretty good in the Blake Martinez's and the Mark Robinson's. You can play more three safety looks, which I think is going to aid you. And I actually do think they're in – you would rather have what? Duh. The only player in the history of the league to lead the league in sacks three times, and now it's three of the last four years – you're in a better spot without him than you ever have been because you have Marcus Golden and because you have Herbig. Mm-hmm. And I think Highsmith is just waiting for this opportunity, too. I mean, he hasn't had a great year. He's had a good year, but it hasn't translated into the number of sacks he would like. I mean, we're still talking about a high-level pass rusher right there. If this was a couple years ago and you lose T.J. Watt, then you look around and you're like, there's Melvin Ingram and there's – the dude they got from Denver, I can't even remember his name now, then you're in trouble. Malik Reed. Yes. That guy's then, then you're in trouble. Now you at least have a high-quality Alex Highsmith, a vet Marcus Golden, and a guy that you really like but you're not quite sure because he hasn't played a ton in Herbig that can provide splash. So, of course, they're going to miss him, but I don't think it's as bad as it would have been a year or two ago. Do they need, do they need to score 30 to win this game? Or can this be a game where they've won I games? I think weather's going to make it. I, it's supposed to snow. If it's average weather, you might have to knock that down a little bit. I think they can score 27 and win this game. I mean, once again, it's, it all depends what Josh Allen shows up. I was not left impressed by them after watching last night's game. Oh. You know that I, their tight ends are good. But Vic Fangio is a hell of a defensive mind. I, I I know that. I'll say that on the front end of this. But they had so many injuries. I mean, Xavier Howard's out. Their two best pass rushers out. And Buffalo was able to muster 14 points. All the while, Josh Allen threw for 340 yards, and they still only scored 14 offensive points. I, I you know what? There's no scheme for if Vic Fangio getting your head knocked off and being pushed off the ball. I don't care what you do. If you get push, you open up a hole. You can scheme all you want. It's not going to make a difference, in my opinion. I thought he did a good job. Breadman and Penn Hills up next. Hey, Breadman, dude, first, we got to give you credit, buddy. Because yep. you said Calvin Austin was going to return one to the house. He did not do that, but he was at his absolute best in a Steelers uniform returning punts, man. Best playoff performance by a uh, a, a returner since uh, what uh, Randall Allen '05. Man, I just you know if you give that kid an opportunity, he can take it to the house, and uh, he did really well. Love yeah. it, man. All right, see ya, Breadman. It wasn't a no, playoff not- game, but uh, really nice man too. Breadman? No, Calvin Austin. Oh, really? <laughs> I I thought he was excellent. I mean, yeah. he was excellent in this game. I mean, stuff like that's going to matter too in the playoffs. He's no Godwin Igwebuike. That was the smartest thing I've ever seen in my life, football or otherwise. And here's the best part about that. About two people in the entire press box knew that role. Really? Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, it's easy for you to say now on the back end, Mark. You knew so all you know, about you know being one of them. Yeah, I, as soon as he did that, I started clapping. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's the smartest play ever. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? I saw that before. Somebody did that maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe with the 49ers. Very, very, very mm-hmm. smart. You know he's having a hell of a year. Oh, Danny Smith. My goodness. You want to run him out of town. He's having a hell of a year. Yeah, I want to run everyone out of town. Tyler Bass, place kicker for the Bills, 17 out of 24 on the year. Keep that in mind. He ain't no Chris Boswell. 
As we look at special teams in this matchup, Tyler Bass has not had a good 82.8% field goals in, in 2023-2024 is junk. The only reason why they won that game last night was because of special teams. Okay, I'm just telling you this, Tyler Bass is junk. <laughs> because of the return game. Yeah, well, they ran it back 96 yeah, yards. Yeah, you don't see too many punt returns return 96 yards. No, you sure don't. All right, who's the starting quarterback next year, Mark? We'll get to that coming up next. Uh, and we'll continue looking ahead at this Bills game. How good of a job did Mike Tomlin do this regular season? That's on the way as well. 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Caboli, proverbial water gun to your head right now. Who takes the first snap at quarterback for the Steelers come 2024 regular season? Regular season. Mm-hmm. Wow. I still think it might be Kenny. Why? Why? So a lot of things can happen between there now and then. First of all. Yeah, maybe, and one of those things is not Kenny Pickett playing quarterback for the Mason Pittsburgh has to Steelers. come back. That's number one, right? Mason can't crap the bed in these next couple games where you give any sort of doubt of, hey, should we bring him back or not? You have to give him a decent deal. You have to pay him more than maybe somebody else would want to pay him. Um, Then he has to win the job because you're not going to go into this season saying, Mason, here's your job based on three games. They're just not going to do it. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a competition. And will Mason feel that he will get every opportunity to win that job when the past six years it hasn't been like that? So a lot of things have to happen between now and then for Mason to take that first snap on September. Uh, see, here, here's the difference between him and Kenny, though, is now he, he controls it. I mean, he's got yeah. the ball in his hand. What you, I, go, you, you go beat Buffalo, good luck not being a starting yeah. quarterback. Like, good luck explaining Anybody else being the starting quarterback next year if you're the Steelers? Oh, I would do is I would line those two contracts up. Mason, Kenny, uh, you got two years. By the end of that second year, we're either picking up whatever, Kenny's fifth-year option, or Mason will extend you. Um, very, very uh, incentive-laden contract for Mason. Game start, wins, Pro Bowls, Super Bowls, division titles where he can make decent money. Maybe that gets the job done. I don't know. Mason may not want to go somewhere else either because there's money, but then there's something he's been seeking for the past five, six years. That's playing time. Right. I don't think incentives would get it done, though, because in order to— Just to get him to that point, I'm saying. See, I don't think—if I'm Mason, I can't can't sign an incentive-laden contract because— then they make the determination whether or not you're going to see that money. Right. Like they've already kind of, in his mind, I'm sure, screwed him over. So why would you just assume if it's well, an incentive laden deal? What I'm saying is you give him like two for 20 plus, which is lame money, really, for a starting quarterback that, that can make decent money if he starts the whole season. That's the the, the thing is for me is, and this is something that we can't really talk about <clears throat> talk about because we're not there. Like if I am Mason and I know that I'm competing alongside a guy that is a young quarterback that they drafted. Like, I would know deep down if I could really physically and mentally beat this guy out. And if Mason feels that he can really, at the end of the day, physically and mentally beat him out, he will come back here. Because Kenny Pickett, 
is injury prone one. He knows that. And then that's what I would look to. I would look around the league and see what quarterbacks a starting quarterback. Am I getting starting quarterback money anywhere else? If I'm not, then the Steelers are offering me this contract and it's going to be a competition. Mason is the only one that knows if he could beat Kenny out for real. And if he does, I think that they would go with Mason. And I think that that would be probably his best situation. I mean, you get the free agency. And this time there will be people interested. You'd be stupid not to go see what's out there. Oh, for sure. Vegas might say, hey, uh, New England might say, hey, we got some money for you over here. I mean, Denver, there's teams that might be in that transition period of looking for somebody. Absolutely. I would go, go if I'm Mason, I I make it pretty simple. I'd go to the absolute highest bidder where I know I'm going to have a chance to play, and I wouldn't make it more complicated than that. Steelers, you give me a chance to play? That's question one. Question two, how much you're willing to pay me? And if you can outbid everybody else and say that I got a legit chance, all right, fine, I'll come back and I'll look at myself a little bit like Geno Smith. Coming up next, what grade do we give Mike Tomlin for the 2023-2024 regular season? That's a Twitter poll. I'll give you the results on that. We'll discuss coming up next. Fan Weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. Today, high of 40. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 